Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You want to clap your hands and celebrate Jesus? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Please have your seat briefly. What a blessed morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's, it's, been, it's been 14 days of fasting. Keep playing. Don't stop. Hallelujah. Keep playing that same song. Amen. We went for a meeting and we were singing the song and I told Sister AC that it's going to be one of our prophetic songs for next year. We'll be singing it a lot. Hallelujah. Apart from the team song that the choir will give us. Amen. We're going to be singing a lot. Hallelujah. It's been 14 days of fasting. Some of us not fasting, others fasting. Some of us breaking early, others still going the extra mile. In, in all of it, we've all been fasting. Amen. Been having prayer meetings on Zoom and in person. Some come, some don't come, but we've been praying. Hallelujah. We've prayed all manner of prayers. Somebody say all manner of prayers. And the good news for you is that he's a covenant-keeping God. And uh, whatever prayers that we have offered together as a family, answers have come. Answers have come. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Answers have what? Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I want us to read the scripture quickly. Hebrews chapter number 11. And I want us to read from verse number 1 to the verse number 3. We have it. We'll, have, we'll first read the King James. And then we will read the Passion Translation as well. Is it on the screen? Let's have the TPT as well. Hallelujah. Now let's read First Thessalonians with a 5, verse number 24. First Thessalonians 5.24. Let's read the King James and then we'll read the Passion Translation as well. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5.24. Let's read together. One to go. Give me the King James, the KJV. Again. Let's go again. One more time. One more time. Shout it one more time. All right, let's have the Passion Translation. Let's go. One more time. For the last time. I think after reading the scriptures, we can end the this very moment. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, the scripture says that the one who calls you by name is trustworthy. He's not a man that he should lie to you. He's you can't trust him. He's trustworthy. He's worthy of trust. He's worthy of leaning on him. And it says he will thoroughly complete 
his work in you. Shout amen to that one. Thoroughly means that he has eyes for details. Everything that he must complete in Bible said that he will, he will, he will thoroughly complete his work. Say within the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you will thoroughly complete your work in me. In the name of Jesus. Say it loud again. Say the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you will thoroughly complete your work in me. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, give us the Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 2 to 3 in the King James first. Again, just reading these few scriptures to you and then I'll just say one or two things and we'll move to the next phase. Hallelujah. Let burdens be lifted off your shoulders and off your heart in the name of Jesus. So for by it, what is it? By faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So, Brother Ike, make sure you always give me the KJV first, okay? Uh -huh. Hallelujah. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. So, faithful is he that will do it. He is faithful. He will do it. Now, by reason of the work of Christ on the cross is the proof the receipt that what God said he will do in your life is finished in Christ. Is what? It's finished in Christ. It's finished in Christ. But the Bible says that the elders obtained. Did you hear that? So he, he's finished it in Christ, but there's a place of obtaining it, of taking it. But the place of taking it is also a product of faith. Faithful is he that will do it. So out of his faithfulness, he did it in Christ. And then it requires your faithfulness to also obtain it. Are you getting it? Amen. I always say this, that when you begin to pray about something, it's not when you start praying that God goes into production. So you're praying for a wife, and then God now goes to production, start looking for preparing a wife for you. Or you're praying for a husband and God now goes begin to create a husband for you. The word of God is so complete and it's so thorough. It's so beautiful. In Christ Jesus, anything that man lost in the first Adam, in Christ Jesus, everything that man lost, there has been a restoration in Christ. Hallelujah. In Christ, there's a total what? Restoration. Your health is restored. It's right there in Christ. So in Christ, everything that man lost, everything that man lost, one of the bishop taught us about the New Testament Aden and told us that the, the New Testament Aden is Christ Jesus. Now, just as that God created Adam in Genesis chapter number one, chapter two, and in chapter two, God planted a garden in the eastward of Aden and he put everything that man will ever need in that garden, then placed man there. Just as God made sure that whatever man needed was in that garden. In the same vein, in Christ Jesus, everything that a new created man will need is in him. It's all in him. Outside Christ is thorns and thistles. Inside Christ is the fulfillment of the goodness and the mercy of God. So in Christ Jesus, everything you need is there. Spiritual blessing, 
material blessing, they are all inside Christ. So when he became born again, it wasn't an issue of um, your sin being forgiven. But much more, you were planted into a place of abundance. Abundance in everything, in every way. Spiritual, physical, it's all inside Christ. That is why in Jesus, you don't need to compliment him. He doesn't need support. Everything is inside of him. I just want to drive that one into our spirit, man. Didn't you look at, look at the Gospels carefully. Wherever Jesus Christ was, as long as the disciples were with Jesus, they lacked nothing. Now, that's, that's, that's God giving us an example. As long as Jesus was with them, there was nothing they needed. Because why? He was everything, including transportation. When they had journeyed on the sea, and then Christ was coming from a place of prayer, and they were scared. The Bible says when they received him into the boat, they arrived where they were going to. Even translation, he gave them transportation. Oh, was it the Pharisees want to harass them? He was right there as the advocate to speak on their behalf. That is why he said in John chapter number 14, chapter 16, that another comforter. Why? Because he was the comforter. And what was, the, what was he as a comforter with them? Was that one of the things that he was the advocate, the lawyer that spoke on their behalf? And he said, The other one that is coming, who is just like me, not heteros, but alos, the same like me, who is with you and shall be in you, he also shall be your advocate. So, in the physical life of Jesus, as long as Jesus was with the disciples, there's nothing that they lacked, everything they needed, they got, they got everything they needed. And you understand, people of God, when you read Exodus, it's also given an example. Exodus, you know, all through the, uh, the remaining four books of Moses, especially Exodus chapter number, uh, chapter, Exodus, um, Leviticus, Numbers, you realize that the Bible says he led them by day in a pillar of cloud and then by night in a pillar of fire. I know something, they never bought new shoes. They never bought new clothes. They never lacked any food. Why? Because God was with them. It was so serious that Moses said in chapter 33 of Exodus, he said, if your presence does not go with us, we take no step further. Why? When your presence is with us, we lack nothing. They won all their battles. Mountains skip like ram. Seas were opening to them. The enemies could not exert their desires over their lives. Why? Because God was with them. His presence was with them. So as long as they were in the presence of God, there's nothing they lacked. And then God decided to exemplify that same thing in Christ Jesus. Why? Because what you see in the Old Testament were shadows. And Jesus Christ is the reality of the shadows. So he too, when he was walking with the 12 disciples, hallelujah, they were 12 disciples. And remember that God worked with 12 tribes of Israel. 12 tribes of Israel. So God just given an example. And so when Jesus Christ was, when he entered a wedding ceremony, wine is finished, he supplied wine. There's nothing anybody lacked when Christ was there. As long as he was there, there's no lack. Now, for us, who have believed on him, for the disciples, he was with them. He was with them. But for us who have received him, 
He's not just with us. We are in him. Oh, are you getting this? He was not just with them. Oh, he's not just with us. He is with us at the same time we are in him. That's what we're called the body of Christ. We are in him. Praise the name of Jesus. We are in him. Hallelujah. They could not be in him. Why? Because at that time, he could only be at one place at a time. But as soon as he died on the cross, he was broken. He became the temple of God. And we all are inside him. Praise the name of Jesus. We are in him. Colossians says that we are hid with Christ in God. If any man be in Christ, not with Christ, in Christ, we are in Christ. We are in a place of abundance. We are in a place of completion. Praise the name of Jesus. That is the reality in the realms of the spirit. Things go wrong in the physical when it goes wrong in the spiritual. Things go wrong in the physical when it goes wrong in the spiritual. Now give us the verse number three of the same scripture. Things go wrong in the physical when it goes wrong in the spiritual. I need to remind you that from this scripture you see something. It says that through faith we understand. The passion says that through faith we are empowered because without the faith we, we, can't, we can't embrace this thing that has been talked about. That the world's this physical world, we're framed. Give us the, um, the Amplified, so it will give us some synonyms in the place. They give us the Amplified, classic, or Amplified. Okay, it says that by faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that we see what we see was not made out of things which are visible. So, this tent was not made out of things that be. Everything physical, the chair you are sitting on, all discoveries, of course, but you put all of them together, all the material world, the material world, even your bones, your hair, your eyes, your shoes, the cars, the trees, the mountains, the seas, all that your hands can touch. The Bible says they were not made of things that were seen. So just imagine God appearing in a space where nothing is. It's just space. Let's assume you, you have a to go to a desert. You see how it is. Or when you're traveling to the north, you see the land bare. So God appears in a place. Now in God's situation, there was not even a ground to stand on. Total emptiness. There's nothing to use to make something. If you tell a fashion designer to put together a garment for you, she or he will go to the market, get a fabric. He or she will get some thread, get some other things. The things to make is called make. The things to make are visible. So she makes the garment from things that are visible. He makes the shoes from things that are visible. But God did not have resources to make what you see. So what did he do? He called them to be. He said, earth 
be and earth came. Where did it come from? It came from him. See, be, and it came. Now, this thing, scientists can't accept it. So you see, it is faith that helps us accept it. Because when they research and research and research and research, you have to now search them because they are confused. So the, the writer, Paul, is telling us that the only way you can accept this reality is the empowerment of faith. It is faith that empowers you to accept these truths. <laughs> now that tells you that even the preaching of the word like this, it takes your faith. Where your faith is going to for you to accept the things we are saying. Else they are, they are rubbish going through your head. So you sit in church. The word will come. You are nodding your head. But as you are nodding, that's how you are knocking the word off. Because there's no faith to receive it. It is faith that empowers you to receive the word. Oh, How come you'll be in a service and you are being taught that Jesus Christ in him is divine health. And you are in him. And that you are healed of all sicknesses. And then after the service, we have to gather for prayer meet and pray for your healing. What did you hear? Hello? Faith is the sense of the spirit. What did I say? Now, we, we are told in, in basic science that there are five senses, right? What are they? Say it louder. Sight. What's the other one? Smell. What's the other one? Touch. Taste. Uh huh. Hearing. What's the other one again? Huh? Are they five? Oh, let's start again. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now you see, these five senses of man before the fall of man were all subject to God's spirit. So man will, will look. He does not see nakedness. He sees glory of God around him. Are you with me? When man wants to feel, it's God he feels. He doesn't feel cold. He feels the warmth of God. His five senses were slaves of his, of his spiritual status. But as soon as Adam rebelled against God, the five senses lost their relevance. The relevance of the five senses is not what he's doing now. That when you are told, the Lord will make you say, how can this be? Your senses have left their master. They are now trying to be master over you. Are, are you following? Are you following? Are you following? The Lord says, go through this wall. There's a way. He says, it cannot be now. There's no, there's no, there's no path here. This is, this is blocked. I can't go through here. Oh, glory to God. But you know something? When Christ shall come, the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, when you read that whole chapter, beautiful chapter, it says that in that day, immortality shall swallow up mortality. Then what happened to Christ shall become our status. What happened? When Christ rose from the grave, he did not have to come and stand at the door to knock. He entered through the wall. When he's going, he goes back through the wall. Nothing becomes a limitation. Why? Because that body that you and I shall assume when Christ shall come, has no limitation. If I want to visit someone, I think about the location, I appear at the location. As simple as that. 
Now, but before we come to that glorified body, there is still a realm that you and I can walk in where there are no limitations to our progress. That realm is when your five senses now comes under the supervision of faith. So we walk not by sight, but by faith. It means that now faith has wrapped himself around all your five senses. Praise God. Praise God. So everyone sees a mountain. But when you look, you see a stepping stone. Are you getting the whole idea? Pray. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray. 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 Oh, pray. Pray in the spirit. Pray. Pray. One more minute. Pray. 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 Yes, Lord. Pray. Pray. Hallelujah. Now listen. So when men say they say casting down, the information is coming. It's coming. You're supposed to hear casting down. But faith has taken over your hearing. So the thing goes through faith ear to you. And what you hear is there's a lifting up. Do you understand me? Are you here? Praise God. So the scene was made from the unseen. My wife made a statement to me last week. She was talking to somebody, told the person that, and this is a phrase she made. She said, it is the word that made you. Only the word can make you. You understand? It is the word that made you. You were created by the word. You cannot live without the word. So if there are things in your life that you don't like, go back to your creation. Do you understand me? You go back to where? So the scene was made from where? The unseen. Saints, it simply means that now that you are born again, the seen things must still come from the unseen. That is why when you are not spiritually on course, everything around you seems not to be relevant. When it goes wrong in the spirit, it goes wrong in the outside. Who is a madman? A madman is one who has a situation where what controls the scene has gone off. As we sit here now, I'm looking at your faces. The reason you are sitting calmly, maybe you are smiling, or maybe you are frowning, but you are coordinated because there's an unseen material inside that is sound, so you are orderly. You understand? When that unseen material has a problem, you don't have to tell us. You will tell us. Are you getting it? It's like those of you that pay money to go for comedy show and yet you don't laugh. I don't know that level of foolishness. That you pay for a comedy show and then you go there and you don't laugh. Why did you go? 
And you see that a lot among Ghanaians. You crack a joke, they'll just be looking at you. Why? You say, get out of that place. You are a waste to the program. But what will make you laugh is that there might be a sense of humor in you. And the statement from the person triggers that humor. Now, how do we know we have succeeded in the project of making you laugh? Is that you laughed. So, you don't have to tell me that, oh, I'm laughing, I'm laughing. I'm laughing, I'm laughing, no. I'm, you don't know, that's how me, I laugh inside. It doesn't happen that way. It's, in the, it's a thing of the heart. You know, it's a thing, laughter is an issue of the heart. In my heart, I am laughing. That does not make sense. In my head, I am laughing. It doesn't make sense. Laughter is an expression of an activity going on inside of you. There's a sense of humor inside of you. And the natural expression is for you to laugh. And depending on how deep your humor has been triggered, you move from laughing to my knee hitting your lap. <laughs> and those of us that used to watch cartoons a lot. And those times when I was in school, in SHS, when a teacher is teaching and it's getting boring to me, I look around and I find a colleague and I'll do the cartoon drawing and I'll pass the people around. So the teacher is saying, yes, everybody's laughing. I stand up to listen properly. Hallelujah. An American comedian might come to church to want to make us laugh. Frankly speaking, he may not succeed. Because he's seen materials that he has to use to make us laugh. We are not used to it. Like David. So, we are not used to this one. We are not used to it. But if our own and says, it person says, she can't pay the day. Ah, we'll laugh because we've heard it. We know what he's talking about. But if you come and tell us, that man, come on, you come and tell us what Biden is saying. Biden, anyone's him. doesn't relate. But when the materials the person is using are things that we are familiar with. So you realize that sometimes the more informed you are, like the comedian, the better he succeeds in what he's doing with you. There were times that, I'm using this example for a reason, I'm coming somewhere. Maybe I watch a comedy with my wife, Nigerian comedians, and I'm laughing, and she's just looking. What is funny about this? And the reason I could laugh was because I understood the language. The pigeon is different from our own. When I hear a worried guy giving comedy, this way I will laugh. You won't laugh that way. Because you're not familiar with the materials. Hello? So there's something unseen inside of me that the unseen inside of this man has triggered. I can't keep it. There'll be a physical expression. So when it goes wrong on the inward, it goes wrong on the outward. Stop looking for outward solutions for spiritual problems. Some things are not prayer. Some things are just wisdom. Some things, all you need is light from God's word. And then you are sorted. When it goes wrong in the spirit, it goes wrong on the outside. When Adam got it wrong in the spirit, the whole of creation went wrong. I've said here before that God never created any animal to feed on man. I saw a video of uh, 
community and a lion. That community doesn't have lions. But for some strange reasons, we don't know where the lion came from. Started chasing people and eating them up. We went to Tamale for a program and one of our friends told us a story that they had to go to one part of the north to go and do ministry. And on their way, there's this some place beyond Borga. He said, you drive, you drive miles. You don't see anything. So they saw this truck parked and the driver crying and they saw some blood on the floor. So they stopped and said, what's happening? He said, oh, their car got spoiled on the way and he had to go to the nearest town for help and left his mate here. And apparently the mate too felt that the environment was conducive to take some little rest. So while he was sleeping, a lion came and took him. He saw the traces of the blood, but he can't go there. And he said, what will I tell his family? That he went to work and a lion. God did not create lions to feed on man. God did not create any animal, not even mosquito, to feed on our blood. But I've told you something before. <laughs> as soon as man was had the capacity to rebel against God, the whole of creation fears man. So lion is protecting himself from you and I. So they all have defense mechanism. The dog backs at you because if you can rebel against the one that made us, but be careful with you. So the whole of creation is waiting for the day when you and I shall come to the reality of who we are in Christ. Then they too can find peace and stop biting. So even the dog can't wait for a rapture. Even the mosquito cannot wait for the second coming of Christ. Because when he shall appear, they too, their reality, who they really are, how they were made, can find expression. <laughs> are you with me? When it went wrong in the spirit, it went wrong outside. Everywhere went wrong. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, this is it. By faith, the elders obtained a good report. Hear it carefully. God is faithful. He has completed everything in Christ Jesus. Number two. In Christ, everything that man will ever need is inside him. Number three. Anyone that is born again has been brought into Christ, the place of abundance. Number four. The only way to ensure that that reality in Christ it's a practical experience. It's by the instrument of faith. Is it okay now? By the instrument of what? So by faith, the elders, they obtain. They what? Obtain. They what? Is it by crying? Is it by wailing? Is it by complaining? How do they obtain it? How do they obtain it? By what? By what? Shout it by faith. Say by faith. So actually... The amount of things you are obtaining in reality is because of your faith level. Hello? Now, I think the last time we had a teaching on faith, you remember I taught on faith? Taught on faith. Now, there are things that you do that helps faith to work. And one of such things is the word of God. The word of God. 
the abundance of God's word. The abundance of God's word. The abundance of God's word in a man's life makes faith comfortable. Comfortable to operate. And when faith is comfortable, it means that your obtainance can be more, can be more, can be more. Hallelujah. I went to a place and when I stood in that place and I saw what has been done in this same Ghana, saw the properties, the landscape, the buildings that have been put there in a space of seven years. And what came to my heart was that all this happened by faith. All this happened by faith. These 14 days we have fasted. What do we realize? What do we realize that fasting and prayer is not really much about we are fasting and praying about problems. No. The fasting and prayer is to give faith the liberty to express himself. When faith is active, then the answers can be seen. It can be obtained. Praise the name of Jesus. If, as I said right now, when you think about $1 million, you can't think properly. It means that your faith level has not come there. That thing will not come. Our brother told us a testimony today. He said that God says you empty his entire account, the business account, and drop it. And he said, the money they sent to him, he, he, he didn't want to mention it. He will not mention it. But it doesn't make sense. Every instruction of God that demands your obedience is a faith class. Anytime you obey, you graduate. When you graduate, you receive an award. Preparing you for the next instruction. So, obedience must be the response of the saint in the faith class. Did you hear that? So, when I say the abundance of God, I'm not talking about just you reading the Bible. You are reading the Bible to know what God's instructions are. You are praying the Bible to receive the strength of God to heed to the instructions that are given. Now, while you are heeding to the instructions that you are given, huh, you are also upgrading in faith. The more you upgrade in faith, just as we read earlier, that God is trustworthy, you also become trustworthy. So God can now allow you to walk in the reality of the things that are in Christ. I hope I'm not speaking plenty, plenty, plenty things. Are you, do you understand me? Are you sure? Are you sure? You are sure? We, we need the word to be in our spirit, man. It's so important. So, so important. That's why we come to church. Church is not a social responsibility. It's a place of investment. So we, we started by reading from Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 1 to 3. We read the King James. We read the TPT. We came to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. We read the King James. We read the TPT. And uh, we emphasized that God is trustworthy and that he will thoroughly complete. 
his work in us. And we came to understand that in Christ Jesus, God completed everything that we ever need. And we compared that to the Garden of Eden. And we're saying that whatever that Adam will need, God put in the garden and placed man there. We realize that that's a shadow. And Jesus Christ exemplified it. Realizing the life of Jesus in his earthly life, as long as he was in the disciples, there's nothing they lacked. There's nothing that they lacked. Nothing. Even to the point of transportation. And the point of even becoming an advocate for them. Before the Pharisees and all of that. And we came to understand that that is the reason that he refers to the Holy Ghost as the Alos Paracletus. It's of the, it's of the same kind. But just as Christ defended them, that is the same way the Holy Ghost will do the same thing. And we came to understand also that it's also an example of what happened to the children of Israel. God led them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And as long as they had the presence of God with them, they neither bought shoes, nor bought clothes, nor bought anything. Seas opened before them, mountains came before them because of the presence of God. And we said that Jesus Christ had 12 disciples and Israel had 12 tribes. And Jesus was with the disciples. But in our own case, it's even better. He's not just with us, but we are inside him. You remember all of these things? You, you cannot receive with a distracted mindset. And if you're not receiving, you're not growing. Are you with me? You begin to change when what you are hearing is changing. The information, the world says that knowledge is power. That's what they say. Why do they say that? It has the ability to shift a man's focus and how he does things. You are nice to brother Asari. One of your very nice friends. Then your wife tells you that this is what this person said about Ima thinking about you. All of a sudden, the way you like this man, there's a change. One minute you were doing, hey bro, bro. The next minute, by reason of information, you see him, you pass. If he says one, say, Master, please, I hate nonsense. Information. Information. So how will I know that the word being preached is being received? It's in the change. Even in your casual life. And how you don't receive. You don't receive by... That's why sometimes I say that even in church, how you are sitting, will tell the person preaching that what I'm saying, you're hearing or you're not hearing. It's the truth. Are you here with me at all? That's where you sit. That's why those that went to, I know about uh, St. Louis and some other girls schools, they taught them how to walk. So all their, I'm told all their outfits is, is, is a moonsault, right? So they can walk like that. It's the way they walk. So even when they have left school, it is in their head. The clothes, the limit is in their head. They can wear gown. They will still walk like this. It's in their head. They have been programmed. You know what I say? And even the way they sit, they sit and, but there are some sisters when they sit, anything goes. They've not been trained. Let me count here. Even to be 
I know you are strong, but when you go to the army, they assume you are nothing. They are now about to transform you. From information to everything is training. The same brother. I knew brother Leslie. When we were in those times, impact. He's been quiet like this, but he didn't have muscles like this. No, he was a normal person. But since he went through training and the work he's doing now, every time I see him, the man is fit. The way he walks, they were trained. So they put you somewhere six months, some of them one year, some of them three years, then they are training you. The same guy, same lady you knew, comes out and this is how she's walking. Do you get a point? So what shows that they have succeeded in the training is your outlook. Hello? So the proof that what is being preached, not just today, every day, you are receiving, is the change that you can't hide. Hello? Is the change you can't what? Amen. Are you getting the whole idea? So what I wanted to achieve is what, I just wanted to know something that is in your spirit, man. There are some things my dad taught us way back in 1993, I remember. If I, one of them, I still remember that when I quoted this one day, he said, that one was wrong. We had a devotion and we're studying through the book of John. Not John and Matt, one of them. And he said that Jesus Christ was a Nazarene. A Nazareth. At that time, what pastor said, what I heard was he was a Nazarite. And a Nazarite was the one who had set himself apart unto the Lord. But a Nazarene or a Nazareth, one from Nazareth. So I so remember that devotion that one day we were talking again and I said, ah, Jesus, that means that he was a Nazarite. He said, <laughs> you understand me? There are things he taught in the 90s. They are in my notes, but first they are in my heart. I didn't go back to the notes. It were things I caught in the service. They registered in their hearts. Are, are you with me? Let me count here. Hello? Are you here? Like, like on Thursday, I've not gone back to my notes. I've not gone to the podcast. But when my mom was teaching, she said that, wait. Wait in praise. Wait in wisdom. Are you getting the point? So in every service, as the word is coming, there are things that the tablet of your heart must write before the tablet in your hand. So that what is in your hand, the one in your notebook, helps you, you know, go deeper with what is on your heart. But that becomes a foundation. It's right there. Are you with me? Hello? So for example, let me give another example. I want to cut this in. So you can see that the bishop is reading. How many of you can see bishop reading? He's reading. There's something between his eyes and what he's reading. What is that? What is it? What is it? Can you say what is it? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Eh? Specs. <laughs> Now, <laughs> so imagine you walked into this room and you had a shade on and it's green. You're wearing a shade that is green, or maybe red. So the glass is red. How will you see the colors? You see red things that are white. Say no, it's not white. You know they tell you that. This is why I say it's not white. What I am seeing is red. 
what that means is that that which is on your eyes is what is misinterpreting reality. So the whole place is plain. It's white. Everything is white. Everything is clear. But what is on your eyes is affecting your confession because your definition is by what is on your eyes. Hello? Hello? So your definition is because what's on your eyes. And because of that, your confession is different and is wrong. It's contrary. Hello? And you know you can stand to your grounds and defend that. No. This is red. And everybody say, no, it is white. If you are like that here, that kind of person that five people, ten people, they don't have conversation. But they are saying the same thing about you. And you are still arguing that it's not so. It means you are wearing a glasses that is strange. Have you seen some people like that before? That's the thing. There's something the person is wearing in his mind's eye. Until that thing is removed, until that veil goes out, forget it. They can be prayer warriors, but the eyes, there's something in the eyes is wrong. Strangely, the prayer is enhancing the wrong perspective. Oh, if you are, you want to keep fit and you are still wearing dark glasses, though you are fit, you still see the same way because the thing is there. Hello? There are people in this church, I'm sure. Oh, I'm at the rock. When they are sick and you say, let's pray, they say, let me go to the hospital. This is, this is, a hospital. This is not prayer matter. Don't be angry. Don't, don't be angry. The person is wearing a different spectacle. When you see somebody's confessions are different from what the word of God says, the definition is wrong because what he's wearing or what she's wearing is wrong. Until that is removed. One day I remember at MJ Grant and a woman said something. <laughs> you know, when the church started, Papa took time to teach some things. Someone like Pastor Stanley had the privilege of those foundations. Pastor because Stanley doesn't have money in his pocket, he will never say there's no money in my pocket. He can cut his neck. My pocket is full. His body is weak. So, so today I'm very strong. It's a culture we imbibe from the place we're brought up. Later I realized that there was a reason. In that church, they don't announce funeral. On the altar, no. But the family units know about the funeral and they will attend. But on the altar, announcement, sister so-and-so's father has died, sister brother so-and-so's sister has died, you won't hear it. In fact, when they built that big auditorium, the first time they put the roof, it fell. They never mentioned on the altar. Some years ago, I was like, ah, at least they should let them know what is happening now. They should let them know. The years I was in that church, I, I told people don't die. It was so serious that even in my dream, when I see an arrow shot, I will catch it and break it. Why? They realize that faith needs a certain environment. Let me tell you It needs a certain environment. And if you don't have that environment, when faith, faith can't thrive, and when faith is not thriving, 
the supernatural is not possible around you. They make out here. So the woman was saying something, and then she made a statement. Stanley was sitting down. He was in the congregation. He said, "No, no, no. Say this. <laughs> say this. Why? He had been taught that you can't say this." To the point that we're not allowed to use the word problem in our presentations. We just say challenge. The man of God said, if you say challenge, it means that it can be changed. If it's a problem, then we have an issue. So if the man can scream on you for just saying that we have a problem, don't say it around him. He hates words like it's impossible. And because of that, it's only, it's only strange things that happens around the man. Let me give a very funny example. Because of those things I was hearing, when I sit in a plane, I don't pray. I just sit. It got to a season that I stopped feeding on that reality. When I sit in the plane, it's more shaking, my heart is shaking. The problems are not new. It is you that must be new to the problems. And how is that possible? What you are hearing. Are you with me? Oh, one day I was preaching, I shouted. I said, if a plane crashes, I will get up. Dust myself. Locate my bag. And go on. And I remember that day when I made a statement in that church, the elders in the church. You know, you know when you say something and the people don't like what you're saying. Like, who did to know? When I said it, one old man looked at me. Mamba. But you know something? What has entered you is what you leave. I'm telling you, that's what, that's what you leave. You remember I've been saying here that I told my momo that there's a number I should not go below. My momo. I told the momo. 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 You are not momo. You are momo. Make sure that you are at this level. I say, Father, please make sure that my momo have realized, Doc, anytime it goes below for some strange, somebody will just like, and I know the sound of momo. <laughs> I know the sound. When I hear it, then my heart is glad. How many of you hate money? Raise your hand. Let's drag you from here. Let's go. Hate money. How many of you love money? You love money? You. I mean, no. All that has happened here this morning is very simple. So hear this last part now. Amen. Oh. Are you okay? So just a quick summary. And then how many of you are blessed by this time of? So we're talking about faith. And we read from Hebrews chapter what? Verse. And in that Hebrews, what was our real focus there? verse 2. Is that okay? Then we went to read where? First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 24. And I think the TPT opened it up so well for us. That God will thoroughly complete his work in our lives. Is that also? That he's trustworthy. That is it there. The one who calls you by name is trustworthy. And he will thoroughly complete his work in you. Now, we now began to do a little discussion then we said that God is trustworthy he's worthy of trust 
and that whatever that he has to do in your life, he will do it. And he's proven that by finishing it in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, everything is completed in him. And in there, whatever that man needs is there. That led us to give the examples with Jesus that anytime Jesus Christ was with his disciples, everything they needed was available, even to the point of transportation. Remember, I made that statement. And then we now went and said, Oh, even in Aden, the Garden of Aden. And we said one time Bishop preached a message about Aden, the New Testament Aden being Christ. So everything that Adam was going to need was right there in the Aden. So in Christ, everything is there. And then we don't talk about what Pastor Basi said. The Israelites in Exodus, all through the four other books of Moses, that God was with them. Because God was with them, they didn't lack anything. Not even buying new clothes or new shoes for 40 years. That one, I'm just adding that one, right? Good. Amen. So everything, the mountains keep for them, the, the, the seas open for them, the rivers opening for them, all because God is with them. It was so serious that in Exodus 33, Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, we ain't going anywhere. And we said something that in our case as new creation, it's not just Jesus being with us, but we are in him. And we said, outside Christ are tongues and testimonies. Everything you need is in Christ. Everything you need. But there's a place of obtenance. There's a place of the, the, the reality of it in your life practically. And that is by the virtue of faith. The Bible says the elders by faith, they obtained a good report. Faith. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't want to go into when I began to explain the Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 11 verse number 3 there. When he talks about that by faith we are empowered to accept this reality. Because science gets more confused. They research and research and we have to search them. Do you remember I made that statement? Do you remember I made that statement? Hallelujah. So it takes faith. It takes faith. And we said everything our eyes can see. Everything our eyes can see. The material world. Everything. And I gave an example. Imagine God in a place. And I said if you are traveling to the north. You see bare land there. Remember? And I say, in the case of God, there's not even an earth to even stand on. And God stood there. And God said, earth, be. Mountain, be. And they came. So what God did was not made from things that were seen. And then I began to explain to you a little bit about how the fashion designer makes, you remember that too? Makes a cloth. She has to go to the, 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 get a fabric, get a thread. So the things she needs to make the garment are things that are seen. But when it came to God, there were no resources. He just called them to be. And I said, where did they come from? They came from God. Hallelujah. And that was where we now came and made that statement. That when it goes wrong in the spirit, it goes wrong on the outside. And we use a madman as an example. You remember that one too? And then we went into jokes. You remember we went to jokes? Not jobo, jokes. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And so all that we are saying this morning is that everything is finished in Christ. God is too faithful. But my faith, 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 faith. Somebody say faith. Say faith. When faith is alive, 
That's why you realize sometimes when you fast and you pray and you study on the word and you are there, you are there. When you come out, the things you doubted before, you are too sure is real. How many of you have realized that in a body life? In fact, those that when you pray for someone who has a headache, the headache goes immediately. I mean, how many of you have had that experience before? Uh, I will be that. Oh, 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 next year we'll do something. Next year we'll, we'll be doing a lot of outreach. So you go and catch somebody, pray for the person. He doesn't get hit, write the name down, come back the next day. Praise the challenge. If you're not well, if it's one year, you must be well. Praise the name of Jesus. Like one day I listened to the message and I was so charged up, I went to look for a dead lizard. I laid hands on a dead lizard. Like, rice. Lizard was dying more. <laughs> I called to practicalize it. Practicalize it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. But at least in my, in my walk with the Lord, we have, we have prayed for some people that were at the door of death. They had to come back. They had to come back. There was no doubt. Why? Because faith. So in Christ, there's completion. Hallelujah. Remember I shared here that as a woman, you can have your menses and be normal. How many of you have heard it? Okay. So on E to E, I said it, and a lady took it. See, that's the difference between people that are here and those that have the testimony. You only have it as when you take it. When you take the word. She took the word. She's in France. She took the word. And said, Pastor, from that day, my message, I'm a normal woman walking around. Because you told us that it wasn't designed that way. And she's free. But you are sitting here, oh, Pastor, Pastor, I see. My own is very peculiar. It's very, very peculiar. In our family, we are all like that. Yo, be there. You can take it. It is blood coming out. Let it come in. You two are on your own way. Must I have pains? Must my nose become big? Hallelujah. Praise God. Then we see you. Why, why are you not? And I've already coined the name, so the list of are close. But I know the name I give to it. So when they, are, they just mention it to me, I'm like, okay, okay. And you see them. Praise time. Because you are in your menses. Yeah, yeah, menses. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. In the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was not so. Hallelujah. Do you think this good God that loves you will create you and make you go to a season where you are, your body is just flashing things and then you are you, are, you can't do anything, you're just there. Eh -eh. Eh -eh. She took it and it happened. He said, and that testimony, he said, that day you were preaching and you stopped and he said, there's somebody here who's having body pains, body pain. Now this is all online, not physical. This is online. This is what? Online. This is not physical. Not that I'm looking at you. This is online. So online, so there. A crying what? He said, you said that there's someone here that has body pains. And then you went and said, it's COVID, but you are healed now. He said, pastor, I got healed immediately. Online, online, you are here. Online, no. COVID has gone. You are here. Hey. Faith. When God gives opportunity, I will preach on how to make your faith receptive. That even when the word is just passed, you can just catch it. That bishop is preaching, you are just there. <laughs> you are just swallowing. And when you leave the service, you are too pregnant. There's a certain way to do it. Hallelujah. I see your faith alive. Oh, I see your faith alive. I see your faith alive. Jump up and shout and clap your hands and celebrate God in this place. Yeah. 
Say with me, my faith is alive. Oh, I, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say, my faith is alive. Say, my faith is working. Shout, he said, my faith is working. And you know the beauty of this? Even the faith you have is Christ's faith. That's why it takes Christ's meals to have Christ's faith to grow. I have Christ's faith. Say, I have faith. It is working. I'm obtaining good reports. Say, I'm obtaining good reports. I'm obtaining good reports from everywhere in my health. Good reports in my finances. Good reports in my relationships. Good reports in my business. Good reports in my ministry. Good reports in the name of Jesus. In parenting. Good reports in the name of Jesus. Now clap as a prayer to us for one minute. Come on. Working in power. Keep praying. Working miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am.